Welcome, everyone, to the All Heart Podcast. My name is Noni Lamar, and I have a theater degree, in case you didn't know. <laughs> and my name is Thea Monnier, and this is a podcast. It's all about joy and pleasure. Pleasure. Pleasure, pleasure. 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 <laughs> Thank you all for tuning in to All Heart Podcast. We feeling it. We feeling it. We feeling you. Thank you. Subscribe to our podcast. Leave a review Thank for you our for podcast. Thank you for the reviews, the DMs, the questions. All of that. Keep it coming. Keep yes. it rolling. We like we we legit have a lot of questions yeah, lined up. We this got is, a lot of questions. It, it was a time when it was sparse, it, but that time is past. The time is past. This is our open heart segment. Every other week, we answer in questions from our audience out there, our all heart listeners, mm-hmm. full of heart, full of joy, full, full of pleasure. Just full. <laughs> Just full. So this one is pretty good. This is a good I question. I like this one. We love all your questions. If you have a question for us, please hit us up in our DMs at All Heart Podcasts on Instagram. I'm thinking about starting a Twitter for us too. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. But maybe. maybe. Feels like another social media thing. It feels thing. like another thing to yeah, do. Yeah, it feels like a big thing. Well, maybe in January. Maybe we'll pull that back for now. <laughs> maybe we'll pretend we never said that. <laughs> Or you could email us. That was us. the fastest Rick James moment ever. <laughs> if you could email us at allheartpodcast at gmail.com. I love receiving emails. It's like, it's like email to DM is like snail mail to email. You know what I mean? Like yes. it's old yes. school. It is. It is. To like get it. When you email. get it, when you get the snail mail, you're like, wow, somebody put a lot of energy into this for me. So I appreciate all the energy. I y'all. love it. Okay, so this question is, I listen to a large variety of music in my own time, but when it comes to my children, I'm always in conflict with what to introduce them to. They can tell you all about Bach, but what about Lizzo? Hmm, love both. This came up the other night when my husband and I were enjoying watching her play flute, and I thought how much our kids would love seeing her, but content. This is where I struggle. They are very adept to listen to lyrics. Don't they know? (laughs) I know about that. And they bring all the questions. I remember being a 10-year-old singing Nirvana's Rape Me. Me too. I wasn't 10, but, you know, close enough. And that stays with me. It makes me want to shelter even more so. I'm less concerned about bad words than overall messages. What are your thoughts on giving kids an incredible mix of music and artistry and do you draw any lines? I think this is a good question, particularly because we have very different aged children. Yes. Maybe we should say the ages of our children. So I'm raising a 16-year-old, 14-year-old, and 12-year-old who all identify, self-identify as women. Okay. And I am raising an eight-and-a-half-year-old, a six-year-old. The half matters a lot. It does. At the at that age, yes, a six year old and a two, almost three. She's turning <laughs> three next month, and in a embryo, and an embryo, <laughs> a fetus, um, and they don't they don't identify quite yet. I mean, they mm-hmm. identify as boys and girls. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, for me, I'm gonna tie this into what we talked about at the top of the show: joy and pleasure. Okay, right. 
for me, part of discovering what brings me joy and pleasure is exploration. Okay. And so I've had quite a range of allowing my children to explore. And when they were exploring into things that I was uncomfortable with, because let's be real, this is more about your discomfort than the child. The child is not saying, I don't want to listen to Big Bang, Take Little Bang. You're saying, I don't think my kid should listen to Big Bang, Take Little Bang. But I think what this woman is saying is she feels uncomfortable that she was singing those lyrics when she right. looked back on them. Absolutely. But see, we have, this is the thing about looking back. You have a different knowledge base now than you did then, right? So I mm. danced my ass off to Uchiwala. <laughs> I put it in your mouth. In your mouth, in right. your mouth. My point, <laughs> right. I wasn't doing the shit that was in those songs, but I was singing the songs. Mm. So sometimes I think when we look back, we're horrified, yes. But when we, I, my, I was out with my daughter yesterday for a sweet 16. Okay. And I knew the purpose of this evening is to turn up. Okay. Right? Right. I, it, I'd be hard-pressed to find good turn-up music that doesn't have some questionable lyrics for that age group, right? It's like, true. So, but that is 16. Like, No, this is my point. But okay. still, even, so, so even more so, do I want my 16-year-old talking about shake my ass like a stank hoe? Because she's actually at the age where she can go out there and shake her ass like a stank hoe. I think a, I think a good... <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think a good um, example is, remember my neck, my back, my yes. pussy, and, and my, my crap. Yes, okay. Yes. So, like... Here's how I think. So and this is just this isn't is just that me. when you see them little black kids on the internet and they like me. rapping crazy we lyrics. We let them learn about Christopher Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> we let them learn a lot of bullshit every day, every damn day. <laughs> you funny. It's the truth. I mean, I is don't. It equally, <laughs> is it not equally as toxic for them to think that this white motherfucker? I mean, my, like, kid, my kids don't even know what the word Trump means. Exactly. So, but my point <laughs> is this. You said something that was interesting, that it brings up a lot of questions. And I think therein sometimes lies the fear is that as parents, we don't have the answers to all these questions. And we're not going to and we're not supposed to. But we can encourage an environment that generates questions because mm. questions allows for exploration, for the discovery of like what you like, what you don't like. Like Taya's regular music doesn't have a lot of ratchet shit in it. But when she wants to go out with her friends and turn up, I know she's going to turn on ratchet shit. I do the same shit when I'm about to go out with my friends. I don't, every day, I'm not listening to that shit at all. But if I'm getting ready to go out to a party, that's what I turn on. So I I think that um, it, I, I've, I had to let go of the fear of exposure because they are who they are. And they get to shape that too and not exposing them to certain things. Now, I, you know, when they were, it, it, it can depend on age and things you would say, but I, I think the real fear for most parents is the questions. Yes. Okay. So I want to say that I definitely allow the children to, I listen, first of all, I listen to what brings me pleasure mm-hmm. around them. We're, right. we're together all day. Yes. So I don't do, a, I, when they were really, really young, mm-hmm. I did a lot of like, mm, I can't listen to that. It has curse words. Oh, I can't listen like... to that. Now I find the clean version. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I want to listen to this Jadena record. I've mm-hmm. been listening to it nonstop. I'm not going to stop listening when you're in the car. Mm-hmm. So let's listen to the non-explicit version. Mm-hmm. My older f- boys, they do 
know what those words are. Mm -hmm. And I heard you say in this, it's not about bad words, right? Mm -hmm. So there's a song on the Jizana album. It's called Susu. I knew you were going to talk about that song. So Susu is a double entendre. Mm -hmm. Do they listen to that song? Yes. They have no idea. <laughs> Content wise, mm-hmm. what Susu is. Do I play it every time? Probably not, because mm-hmm. they're very intelligent. They're going to start asking a lot of questions. But in general, when they ask me what a Susu is, I say the kind of um, what the the surface. One of those entendres. You're talking exactly. About, yeah, the, which is a it's a it's a circle of sharing money, mm-hmm. right? So a Susu is like. We're sharing money in a, commu- a community pot of mm-hmm. money. So I'll talk about that and talk about what a susu is and how mm-hmm. it relates to culture and how it relates to black culture. There's lots of stuff that they like that are Kendrick songs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, when my children are obsessed with Michael Jackson and mm-hmm. that started has started to take a whole new turn mm-hmm. in the last year, right? Mm-hmm. Because... There's other, the documentary. Right. Mm-hmm. So there's other content that puts this content into question that I'm like, hmm, they're going to ask me once they start to really look at the internet and like look at, oh, they're going to Google Michael Jackson. As mm-hmm. soon as I let them start Googling, <laughs> yeah, they're going to Google Michael Jackson because they're in love with Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then they're going to ask me, well, what is this? And what does this mean? And what is that? Like, I just, you know, I tend to find a balance of like, yeah. Both exposure to have conversations and to answer those questions without sheltering. And also a certain amount of like protection, particularly I personally try to stay away from overt Mm. sexual content, Mm -hmm. but not um, romantic content. Mm -hmm. And I talk about the romantic content with them. Mm Because they're not aware of the complexities of sexuality just yet, mm-hmm. I don't dig all into that in general in anything that we're doing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hey, kissing's not wrong. Kissing's beautiful. Yeah. I don't, you don't need to turn away when there's a lot of kissing on screen, mm-hmm. but you're not going to sit and watch makeouts. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, also, you know, the you same thing school. audio. Yeah. So for those who do not, it's different. It is because your kids are going to hear it. Yeah. So this is something that you need to know. It doesn't matter if you shelter it at home because at school, yeah. they're going to hear it. Like there's the yeah. first exposure to a lot of that music didn't come from my house. Never. It came from school. And so I had to begin to expand too so that I could keep up with what was being played at school so that I could have conversations with them about it. And that was just the reality of our kids being, you know, mm. in, in a in a this is a good social this setting. is a good point because there's this point as a musician myself mm-hmm. that I feel so bitter to my parents that they sheltered me from Prince. Mm-hmm. By sheltering me from Prince because of the explicit sexual content, mm-hmm. it really did impact my my musical journey mm-hmm. as wow. someone who creates music, right? Because right. he's a genius. He's a genius, yeah. one of the best to ever do it. And yeah. so I was only exposed to Prince on the radio. And I think... Not Prince B-Sides, not Prince ugh, Deep Cuts. And there's so many. Right. So but, many. But I had. it wasn't until I got to literally into college right. that I really was like, oh, oh this is yeah. Prince? Like, yeah. I think so. This actually gets even more layered, right? Because we are complex from birth. 
I think we think about children like in mm-hmm. a very one lifetime type of way. If that's and if that's you know how you, if that's how you think, then that's how you think, and that's perfectly valid. I think for me, I think sometimes there's areas in my life where my children could potentially be older than me, for sure, and wiser than me, and so they come complex. And so I sometimes really have to be very, you know, it goes back to one of my favorite lines from one of our past guests, which is, um, my children are sovereign territories, and if I'm not careful, I will colonize them. Right. So how much of that protection looks like colonizing their journey, Mm -hmm. um, and how much of them knows in them what's too much for them and how much doesn't. It's good. Um, Good point. Yeah. So I think, like, having the conversation, I think... There's been times my kids have, and not just music, I think with a lot of things. The other thing that's is bringing up, honestly, is sexuality. Right. For children. Children sexuality. And people are always so uncomfortable with this topic. I'm actually going to Atlanta to talk about this topic in a couple of weeks mm. because we do not want to believe our children are born sexual beings. And then we're very protective of how they develop sexually. I remember um, being sexual at seven and eight years old. Very much. Like yeah. we, we all on some level until we, until we saw people's responses right. to our sexuality. Right. And so there's also this part of us that's like maybe discerning between sexual, sensual music versus like music that feels abusive. Like I am not for music that feels abusive or promotes violence. So that is a, that is the rape me lyric is a really good point. Right. So that is like, that is like a line for me. And, and even when I've heard my kids like repeating it, I'll be like, that feels really icky for me. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'll talk to them about why. And like, I know it's a song. I used to have a friend, a poet named Snowplow, who used to do this event Mm -hmm. called Fresh Produce. Mm -hmm. And she would read lyrics with no music. And it would you would just watch people like cringe when they actually heard <laughs> what they were repeating, right? Because it's very um, it's very automatic. You're not thinking about what you're saying. No, you're saying um, you're just, you're just saying, you're saying it. it with the beat. You're writing the beat, right? So I've had to slow them down mm-hmm. to say, oh, this is what you're saying. How does that feel? Like when you say it like that. So I think it's a great question, but I also and I also think that it creates a whole new level, an amazing opportunity of exploration of your children's pleasure, joy, sexuality, sensuality. And they can listen to some crazy stuff. And maybe if you're raising a musician, they may really only be hearing the drums. I mean... They may really only be hearing the keys. You know, my eldest asked me to listen to Milkshake because he had heard it in a... <laughs> That's yeah. a bad beat. That's all I'm saying. He had heard it in a in a like a commercial, mm-hmm. and they had the the title. Uh-huh. He said, "Hey, can you put a milkshake on?" And I was like, "No." He's like, "Why?" I said, "Some of the content, you know, I tell the, I tell them very clearly, like, oh, I'm gonna change from this song because its content isn't appropriate for you at the age you are right now. Mm-hmm. But you know, as you grow older, you can listen to this." I was like, you know what? Okay, yeah. I'll put on Milkshake. I'll put it on one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, then when it goes off, like, we're going to talk about, like, what you liked about the song. Yeah, and, yeah. and, like, we can really break it down. And then what I made him realize is, like, you just really like Pharrell. Right. Like, you just as really like right. Pharrell as a producer. Like, and let's dig into some of his. Uh, they also like that song, um, Lemon, which is also... 
Yeah, it has some questionable stuff. Yeah, they, but they like the music, and I'm like, and that's part and, of it too. And then I'm like, yo, let's listen to the instrumental, or like, right, right, let's hear the clean version, or right, like, right, 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 right. But I do want to say, lastly, like you talked about, like other art, like there's, for instance, I love Jacob Lawrence, but I haven't exposed my children to Jacob Lawrence because we haven't dug into that part of history mm-hmm. for them. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much that you kind of like, okay look at how you're looking at sexuality or how you're looking at race or how you're looking at class or how you're looking at violence. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I don't like video games at Mm -hmm. all. Mm -hmm. At all. Mm -hmm. Everyone knows in my family, don't even ask Mm -hmm. to play video games if your dad's not in this house. Mm -hmm. I'm not not interested. Right. Like, no. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But there's also like co-parenting, like with my partner. Who is... Able and capable and wants to do that. And wants to do that and has mm-hmm. a different point of view. Right, right. Or this week it was about sugar. Like you've t- I've taken an extreme stance on sugar mm-hmm. since the first baby came out nine, almost eight, nine years ago. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, it's time to loosen the reins. Mm-hmm. It's time for balance. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think this sounds like an incredible opportunity for your family. I think... Part of our, one of the biggest part of our jobs as parents is recognizing what's our stuff and what's our kids, and just not letting that get in the way or letting it be a positive guide um, and not a restrictive one. So you'll find the balance, and maybe your partner has to balance, like Noni was saying. Mm. Maybe grandma has a balance. Right. You know? But what I will say is, we all, whenever our heyday was, our parents' heyday, our grandparents, we all right. gravitated towards the music that was most provocative. And on that note, lots of love. Thanks for listening.